That was Warmuck and Warmuck were telling us passion and pain, two different opposite things. It takes us to exactly 20, uh, 20 minutes after the hour four. If you've just joined in, it is Radio Veritas 576am. We're coming to you live all the way from Edenville and we're saying good afternoon Durban, good afternoon Edenville, good afternoon Pretoria and it's a pleasure to have you on board. I'm joined in studio by Father... Father, Father Joseph Wilson. Father Joseph, good afternoon. Welcome. Afternoon, Dabanengi. Uh, you're looking younger. What happened? <laughs> Surprising what a haircut can do. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking younger. I'm going to ask Tato to, to, to do a live screen. <laughs> On our social media, it's, it's like you took off. You took off ten years, father. <laughs> I shaved also. All oh, right, great, great, great. Oh, oh. Now you can see now it. Now I can. See, I was wondering yeah. what's different about you. Mm. Anyway, father, good to have you as you were. Bless you, father Brian. Yeah, yeah. What are we talking about this afternoon, father? Uh, do you know, uh, this is guaranteed to give you a good night's sleep. Demonic possession. Mm-hmm. I, I, each time, each time I hear about demonic possession, or each time I was in seminary studying about that, it always gave gave me a bit of a chill on uh, my back, and uh, because how they have been portrayed, and how also um, some of them actually outplay themselves in real life. So it does give you a bit of nightmares, Father. Mm. Mm. So, uh, well, the it's, it's quite rare. Um, the whole issue about a person being possessed, mm-hmm. um, the the scholars or the experts divide um, the whole area of affliction into three areas, mm-hmm. uh, demonic oppression, mm-hmm. demonic possession, and um, uh, obsession. Okay. So they're, they're quite different. The, the big, big, big one, which is very, very rare, is demonic possession. Okay. A, 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 people might say, look, I feel I'm possessed, but the likelihood of that is very, very, very small. What do we mean exactly when we talk about demonic oppression? Yes. Um, yeah, actually, maybe let's start with the possession. Yeah, well, um, there are forms of attack on people. Um, spiritual attacks on people, and they're in a a series of gradation. There are different grades and different levels. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I'm I'm quoting here from the expert himself, Father Gabriel Amorth, who was the Roman exorcist. It's said that he he exorcised about uh, 70 to 80,000 people in his long life. Hmm. And he says... Um, that demonic oppression, if during an exorcism there is some reaction in the patient, Mm -hmm. reveals that the demonic attack, uh, but consciousness remains as well as some vague memory, then you're dealing with oppression. You're not dealing with possession. And then the second one is diabolical obsession. Mm -hmm. This causes uncontrollable evil thoughts that torment the individual, especially at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there are different, and then possession is where we are fully under the control of the devil or almost fully under his control. How does one become possessed or oppressed? What, 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 what happens? What leads to that? Because some mm-hmm. people are 
unoppressed. Some people are not obsessed. So is it something that an individual does or does yeah. not do? Yeah. It's usually something an individual does. Okay. Uh, because the spirit world actually um, um, is, do- is what, what will I say, it's kind of determined by agreements. Mm-hmm. So if the person agrees, and I've met about maybe eight or nine people who were possessed, mm-hmm. who were demonically possessed. Yeah. And in each case, in my experience, they agreed to uh, some kind of a contract. Now, give me an example of a form of oppression with that kind of a, of a context where they agreed. What kind of a... Yeah, I, I, I was actually, and I'm not going to identify either the person or the area. But Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, the person, um, first of all, there is a kind of a seduction okay. where somebody is seduced by a desire for something. For example, Lady Gaga, desire for fame, fortune. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in this particular man whom I knew, knew quite well, uh, he asked for the gift of uh, knowing knowledge. Mm-hmm. so that he could just take you by the hand mm-hmm. and within three seconds he could tell everything about you. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a very, very seductive gift. Wow. And uh, he would um, speak with people and um, they would be amazed at how he would know things about them mm-hmm. that he couldn't possibly know. And uh, so that... For, and he used to tell me as well that... Um, you know, uh, when I'm going home at night, a voice within me would say, don't go this road, go rather that road because there's a police trap here. Mm-hmm. And normally he would obey the voice. And one day he said, I'm not going to listen to this rubbish. Mm-hmm. And he went against the voice and lo and behold, there was a, a police trap. All right. And uh, so it can be a very, very seductive kind of a gift. And then it 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 really holds you, mm-hmm. and um, so there has to be a kind of an agreement. Mm. And later on, Father Brian, if we could maybe look at what you need to do in order to to break that kind of contract, mm. which holds you in demonic possession. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so clearly, this person went somewhere and asked for something. And as he was asking for this something, he opened up himself to this demonic dark world. That's correct. And it, it look, it doesn't even have to be um, a dramatic asking. All right. For example, it could be um, a couple of people um, said to me. Money. Uh, yeah. But even uh, one man told me uh, that he was bored. He was about 16 or 17 mm-hmm. And a, and a thought came into his mind: What would be? What would it be like to give my life to the devil? And he said, "Well, why not?" Well, that was enough. That constitutes an agreement. Okay. And he told me very, very interestingly that um, uh, suddenly he got a job, he got a raise in salary, and he got married within the space of about six months. And he said, "Wow!" And of course. Um, he got a car. Afterwards, when he didn't fulfill his side of the agreement, each of these things 
was taken away from him. Ooh. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be, you know, you sit down and you write this contract in the blood. Yeah. Uh, but it can be a simple thing. Like, by your I, thoughts. Yeah, by your thoughts and say, well, why not? Uh, and you don't necessarily have to go and see somebody for right. you to invite that evil and that darkness into your life and even into your family then. That's correct. And and a very, very sad thing that is happening in South Africa and in our townships. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember uh, being approached by radios, uh, uh, Soweto TV. Mm-hmm. They were doing a documentary on the rise in suicide in among young people yeah. in Soweto. And the thesis of the program, the producer was telling me that um, we suspect that it is because there is a growing number of young people mm-hmm. who are giving their lives to Satan. Mm. Uh, they don't even know what Satan is. Mm. But somebody said to them, no, if you join this, you'll get rich quickly. Mm. Wow. So yeah. you clearly open up the door and you clearly say, here I am. And sometimes you don't need to do it by actually going into the, these dark places. It's your mere thoughts that can open that avenue for that darkness. Yes, and, and it, you agree. You say, I'm agreeing with this. Mm-hmm. And perhaps some, sometimes a young person doesn't even know what he's agreeing to. Hmm. You know? It takes us to exactly 30 minutes after the hour four. If you've just joined in, if you just tuned in, where have you been? It is Radio Veritas, 5, 7, 6 a.m. It's that station that gives you good news and good people for a change. Today, it's a Spirit Wednesday. I'm joined in studio by Father Joseph Wilson. And we're trying to unpack and understand demonic possession and demonic oppression. Do not touch that dial. And please, we'll be opening the lines after 5. Do not touch that dial. If you've just tuned in, we are having a Spirit Wednesday here at Radio Veritas, and uh, we're coming to you live all the way from Ekuruleni. I'm joined in studio by, doc, not Dr. Giles, but I'm joined in studio by Father Joseph Wilson. Father Joseph, we <laughs> you're really scaring us, but anyhow, the show has to go on. Now, before we get into, into, into that contract we're talking about, take us back to Scripture. Yeah. Uh, that's always a great place to start. Mm-hmm. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, we have the, the famous story of Jesus going to the east side of the Lake of Galilee, an area that he didn't really visit all that much. He steps ashore, and there is a man in chains, uh, breaking the chains and running towards him and screaming like a madman. And um, Jesus tells him to be quiet, uh, or rather the, the demon, and come out of him. And he asks the person, what is your name? And the man says, my name is Legion, mm-hmm. for we are many. Okay. And that indicates that there's a kind of a spiritual schizophrenia in him because mm-hmm. he begins by saying, my name is Manny, my name is Legion, which is over 6,000 Roman soldiers, mm-hmm. uh, for we, and there's the schizophrenia, yeah. I, I and we. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, characteristic of uh, possession would be um, a kind of an uncontrollable um, strength, uh, violence, 
nakedness mm-hmm. and um, bordering on madness. But when one reads through scripture, you actually find that there were people that were possessed or were regarded to have been possessed by other spirits or demons. And some of them, this manifested, <coughs> excuse me, this manifested itself in the form of sickness, in the form of disability, and sometimes in the form of even mental illness. That's correct. So would we be really, uh, would it be appropriate for us to still associate those kind of elements in 2018 with that? That's an excellent question. Um, According to the experts, the main thing we have to do is we have to discern Mm -hmm. whether the root cause is actually demonic Mm -hmm. or whether you're dealing with a a mental illness or a psychological sickness. or a physical sickness indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the main th- so in, in, in that discernment, um, people often, before a bishop gives um, his permission for a full exorcism, he checks out if the person is not actually mentally sick. Okay. So there are safeguards there. You don't just automatically assume that the the person has a demon, but you have to check that out uh, because then you could be wasting your time or you might be even doing some damage. Now, what are some of the signs and maybe symptoms, if I may use that language, of possession? Hmm. Um, that would be uh, quite uh, somebody uh, doing things out of character. Mm-hmm. You know, some they they suddenly uh, seem like a different character. Mm-hmm. Um, a number of things might be um, they they might have a new health challenge. All right. Or they might um, have animosities, especially towards those people whom they love. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be sudden breakup of friendships, mm-hmm. engagements. Mm. Um, uh, a guy might start screaming, um, uh, tearing the family apart, mm-hmm. um, becoming utterly and totally unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so it can range from, from, from many things. On the other hand, a guy might be ice cold mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, he may be able to carry on his life um, uh, and nobody might, uh, might suspect anything wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's one who is quite calculated. But, for example, if you uh, delve into this thing and you know nothing about it, you really will get hurt. No. Well, really, yeah. Who will get hurt? The person that is getting into it? That's correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Oh, so that's 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 uh, that's really really deep. So it's it's really that dark corridor that one does not want to go down. Then, yeah, um, the, the whole thing about it is that um, people feel that they're going to get benefits out of this, uh-huh. that they're going to get advantages, they're going to get a big house, fame, big car, and all of that very very quickly, which they often do. But at a great cost, mm-hmm. you know, as Jesus says, what does it gain a man if he, uh, what does it profit a man if he gains 
the whole world and mm. loses loses the lo- uh, loses his soul. Mm. So he's prepared to give his soul, and uh, sometimes you know what what scripture says also why people do it is because the God of this world blinds the minds of unbelievers. Mm. So actually, they don't they're not able to discern that you know there's a um the, there's a, an unequal deal here going on mm. uh the devil is giving um bling we call it bling in exchange for his immortal soul now if the person's faith is weak or non-existent he doesn't think much of it father joseph you keep referring to the person so does this possession only refer uh, can it only affect a uh, on an individual basis, or it can even say, come at a collective, say as a family, we could be possessed. We could be like, I look at families where there's a lot of conflict, families where there's a lot of strife, and there's a lot of hurt and unforgiveness. Is it possible that as a collective, we can also be possessed? No. Uh, Father Amorth is very clear on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, diabolical possession is not, con- is not a contagious disease. Okay. Neither for the relatives nor for those who witness it, nor for the places in which the exorcism is held. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people will say, no, I'm not allowing this exorcism in my church because it's going to leave uh, a bad spirit there. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, there should be no fear that the buildings will become infested. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are no consequences on buildings or on those who live in them. Instead, we must fear sin rather than than the actual exorcism because a hardened sinner, a blasphemer, can damage his family or his workplace and everywhere he goes habitually more than because the ritual was done in, in that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not contagious. It won't rub off on the family. Um, because the basis of it is, again, agreement. Mm -hmm. In other words, if one guy agrees in the family, Mm -hmm. it doesn't pull the others into it. Mm. Now, how then do we get to free ourselves from this oppression and possession? Yeah. Um, Again, Father um, Amorth says the, um, the... solution is always the same. And that is, in all cases, the cure is the same. Prayer, fasting, Mm -hmm. the sacraments of the church, Mm -hmm. leading a Christian life, love, and, of course, going through the exorcism. Um, So what the the big danger here, Father Brian, is that um, after an exorcism, which is... It, it's unpredictable how long it could take. Mm-hmm. It could take uh, one or two blessings, or according to Father Amorth, it could take up to three years, mm. coming on a on on a on a weekly basis. And uh, it often happens that when a person is in sight of the final breakthrough, he doesn't pitch up for the appointment. Mm. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Now. What, 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 uh, yeah, yes, we can do the praying, we could do the fasting, and we could do, do live the Christian life. Um, does it mean that after, um, after I start doing that, this demon or this 
this experience just evaporates? No. Um, again, an excellent question. What um, needs to happen? Um, uh, the devil does not give up his prey easily. Uh-huh. So though the person may be delivered from um, uh, a possession, demonic possession, and the devil kicked out of him, Remember what Jesus says in in Matthew chapter 12. He Mm -hmm. says that when a demon is driven out, and that can be the devil himself, Mm -hmm. it wanders over waterless places, over Mm -hmm. deserts. And its purpose, well, it's it's driven uh, uh, far away. Um, Jesus actually never sent the demons to hell. Okay. Uh, Where uh, do they end up? Uh, well, it just says um, they are driven out and usually into the wilderness, but they will come back. That's the point of Matthew 12. Mm-hmm. And they will try to re-enter the host or the person mm-hmm. believing. So even after a a deliverance or an exorcism, mm-hmm. the person must be very careful. Okay. That he doesn't go back into sin mm-hmm. or a sinful lifestyle because that will open doors and allow the demon come in. Secondly, and it comes back uh, double, I suppose, uh, seven times the the strength. Wow. But he also must fill himself with Christ. That's the point of Matthew twelve. And what does filling yourself with Christ mean? Where the person had very little practice of the faith in the past mm-hmm. where the person was um, weak or shallow in his faith he now must grow his faith mm-hmm. he ma- now must practice daily prayer mm-hmm. going to the eucharist uh, regular confession mm-hmm. in other words trying to close every possibility of reentry by the demon mm-hmm. in that case he will grow stronger but he it doesn't mean that, uh, but, but the, as I mentioned earlier, the devil doesn't give up his prey easily. He will try to get him back again. Mm-hmm. And that's where the person must be vigilant. We've had a number of people who, after, uh, now, a deliverance is not the same as an exorcism. Yeah. A deliverance is delivering lower-grade demons uh, but according to Father Amorth, the discernment it, it takes about the same amount of time. And um, we have found in certain cases, thankfully they're not a lot, but people have put up their feet after the deliverance feeling great. Yeah, then they feel we've arrived. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I, I can put my feet up. I needn't pray anymore. I needn't go to church. I mm-hmm. needn't pray and they become very, vul- very vulnerable. Mm. Talking about going to church, then uh, you go to church and your priest does not believe in demons. Your priest has no idea of what demons are. Your priest is a different kind of priest because there are priests out there who have different views when it comes to these things. Actually, the question then is, is there a common view in the church of, on these things? Because uh, people say, when I go to my parish priest, my parish priest just says, pray and, you'll, and um, I'm dismissed. Yeah. And people say, but when I go to Father X, Father X literally has to go through a whole process of assisting me. Now, why is there so much discrepancy in the church? Does this church not sing from one hymn, hymn book? In the case of deliverance and exorcism, no. In fact, Father Amorth, uh, single-handedly changed the mind of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he insisted that uh, we take this uh, ministry seriously. Mm -hmm. And he got the church to uh, train exorcists. In Mm -hmm. fact, if you look around, you find that many dioceses does not have an exorcist. Mm -hmm. And they're borrowing one from from next door. So thankfully, uh, thankfully, the Vatican has taken this seriously. And every year, they put on courses for new exorcists. And the, the 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 need is growing and growing with the with the the level of faith going down and with uh, the new age coming up and Satanism coming up. The need for it is, according to Father Morth, has never been greater. Hmm. Uh, so that's why they are encouraging the uh, young men to be trained in them. And even if you're not an exorcist, and, and I'm not an exorcist, but even if you're not, uh, again, there is this large discrepancy about um, uh, the whole area of deliverance. Mm-hmm. It's, In my view, it's seen as a kind of a Cinderella mm-hmm. uh, in the church. Uh, it's not taken seriously. Mm-hmm. It's seen sometimes as a specialized ministry. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the life of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. he did three things every day mm-hmm. apart from his prayer. Number one, he healed. Mm-hmm. First, uh, I call it PhD. I think mm-hmm. you heard me saying mm-hmm. it before. He preached. Yeah. That's P. He healed. Mm-hmm. That's H. Mm-hmm. And he delivered. Mm-hmm. And his deliverance was never something done in a corner. Mm-hmm. It was integral to his ministry. Yeah. It was central to his ministry. And according to Acts chapter 10, it says Jesus went around doing good. He went all around doing good and delivering people who were under the power of the devil. Now we go back to that person who's saying, my priest has no idea of this. What should I do? Or even to say, uh, I think I might have this. Where do they tend to? Who do they tend to? Um, a, a good question. And in fact, that's a real vulnerability of the Catholic Church because um, you get maybe three reactions. Number one, disbelief. The priest does not believe in demonic oppression or obsession or anything like that. He doesn't believe in it. No way. He, he, he rather, because of are our training. Are who don't believe in that? There are, yeah. They, and that comes back to our training in the seminary, where we get a, a training in the humanities, mm-hmm. um, in psychology, sociology, and all of that. And we have raised that often above the examination of of the spiritual of the spiritual life, mm. and um, you have it even among bishops. I'm not talking about South African bishops, but <laughs> there was a, um, a, a a bishop said to uh, John Paul II. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he said, "Your Holiness, uh, some of the bishops don't believe in the existence of the devil." Mm. And Pope John Paul II said. Well, then they don't believe in the gospel. (laughs) And you're saying, are we not reading from a common hymn sheet? Mm. The common hymn sheet is the word of God. We we believe it or we don't. Mm. Now, many people think that after after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus, all of these things suddenly disappeared. All of these 
demonic entities. But we know that, uh, look, you're not going to see a spirit smacking you in the face. Mm -hmm. But if you, uh, priests in the confessional will, will come across a penitent who is unable to break with a certain sin. Yeah. That is a demonic force behind him. Because then you have people then who start following priests that uh, are known to have that ability of working with those kind of things. That's then right. you have the other priests who are not being followed, feeling all grumpy and so bitter and now frowning on the ministry that is happening on the other side, which they themselves uh, actually do not acknowledge. So I'm actually saying, uh, but the question is, what does one do? Do they have to travel all the way to Clarkstop or do they have to travel all the way to, to, to whatever church in, in, in part of the world to find that person that can assist them? Um, I, must, I must congratulate the Catholic uh, laity, the Catholic lay listeners, and um, uh, some priests as well. Mm -hmm. Because, you know what, in my experience, the Catholic laity do look around. Mm -hmm. You know, they really tried to, get, they tried to get healing in their own church, mm. many of them, many of the faithful. Mm. And um, you had a guest on your show um, a couple of months back uh, named uh, Baja. Yes. And uh, she, it took her 12 years to get healed, mm -hmm. but she never gave up on her church. Yeah. But now, unfortunately, not everybody has her staying power. And uh, they can say, well, my priest or my minister or my pastor does not believe in this. He tells me to go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And I, I sense within myself it's not a psychiatric problem. Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual problem. I'm turning to the church for healing. Please help me. And the priest says to her, no, you, it's in your imagination or you have a too fertile imagination. Hmm. And then that can really discourage the person. Then we are in danger of going to churches outside of the Catholic Church, which believes in this and takes us as normative, a normative practice. Mm -hmm. You know. If you've just tuned in, it's Radio Veritas 576AM. It's that station that gives you the good news and the good music for a change. It is Changing Gear with myself, Father Brian, a.k.a. Ndabaningi. And I'm joined in studio by Father Joseph Wilson. we unpacking demons and demonic position, demonic oppression. Do not touch that dial.